Hello, and welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. If you don't want a cookie-cutter, generic home, and instead you want a beautiful, meaningful home that's layered with personality, then you are going to be so inspired by the conversations we have on this show. We talk about why the environments we create matter and how to set up our rooms to evoke specific feelings and experiences that are right for you wherever you are in your life right now. I'm Zandra, your host and creator of the Slow Style Home Framework that teaches you how to make really thoughtful and informed decisions about your home rather than chasing current trends that may not last or staying stuck with rooms you hate, feeling overwhelmed with too many choices. Right now, when you join our monthly membership, the Slow Style Society, you'll get a personalized deep dive into your vision of what a dream home looks and feels like. And together, we'll come up with a plan on how to achieve that. If that sounds pretty awesome to you, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society for all of the details. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later on. Right now, let's just jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Style Matters podcast brought to you by Little Yellow Couch. I'm Zandra, your host, and I hope you're ready to be inspired to create a home that is beautiful, yes, but also a home that supports you in every aspect of your life. That's what this podcast is all about. Now, if you're listening to this when it first airs, I wanted to make sure you knew that registration is still open for my new online course through tomorrow, February 18th. It's called Master the Mix, Four Steps to Confidently Mix Different Styles Together Using What You Already Have to Finally Finish That Room. And it's a four-week program where you'll receive weekly video lessons and action plans and have direct access to me for all of your questions as you're working on the project. I would love to have you join us, but remember, it does close tomorrow at midnight, February 18th. Just go to littleyellowcouch.com and click on Master the Mix for all of the details. And while you're at the website, if you haven't already, you can get your hands on my free foundational worksheet to create a style manifesto for yourself that will guide you on your decor decisions throughout the year. Okay, now let's talk about today's episode. My guest is one half of the partnership behind Rocket St. George, which is a fanciful interior shop in London that has a home in Liberties of London, as well as an extensive inventory online. Jane Rocket, along with Lucy St. George, have taken their passion for all things home and written two great books on extraordinary interiors, the newest one being all about color. In this conversation, Jane explains the two ingredients that make up color confidence. One is understanding how the color wheel works, and the other is understanding color theory rules so that you can break them intentionally, if needed, to be true to yourself. And because it's a little hard to picture just from listening to our conversation, I've included a color wheel and definitions of different schemes on the show notes page of the website, littleyellowcouch.com. So while you're listening or after you're done listening, if you really want to get a better idea of what we're talking about in the color wheel and color theory part of this episode, check out the website for further explanation. 
Okay, I'm ready to dig in. Jane Rocket, welcome to Style Matters. Thank you. I'm so sorry that Lucy, your uh, business partner, Lucy St. George, isn't here with us today, but I thought maybe you could start with just telling us a little bit about how the two of you met, where you both came from, and why on earth you decided to start an interior shop. I mean, I think it's great, but I'm sure for a lot of people that might have been a little risky. Well, we didn't think about the risks, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, When we started um, Rocket St. George, we literally were two friends. We had young children. We needed to earn some money and we needed to find a way to earn some money that would fit around our lives. Um, We definitely couldn't afford childcare. So one thing we did share was a huge passion for interiors. And we spent huge amounts of time moving our own furniture around and redecorating. And we also bought a lot of um, things for our homes from car boot sales and antique fairs. And we were treasure hunters, really. We we shared this passion. Mm. And people would always comment on our houses. And they'd always ask us where we got things from. Um, and they started asking us to get them for them. Mm. Um, so it sort of stemmed from there, really. We then, on, uh, online was very young at that point. Um, it was 12 years ago. We thought we were late to the party, but actually we weren't. And we sat down one day um, and said, right, let's do this. Let's pull all our savings. I think we had £4,000 between us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and we pulled all our savings and we spent the whole lot on um, our first collection. Um, I took all the photos. My history is in marketing and photography and Lucy's history is floristry and retail. So oh. that co- the combination worked quite well. Yes. And we just did it. We didn't really have any great expectations. We just wanted to make some extra money. So... The the success was a surprise, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and a wonderful use of both of your talents. And I love I love it when things come are sort of born out of necessity, as you you said. You know, new moms needed to earn some money and couldn't afford childcare, so you weren't going to go back to the jobs that you had that were required you to work out of the home. And so you decided to to make this wonderful, wonderful shop that is filled with fantastical, some glamorous, some bohemian, always quirky and interesting things that, you know, I just love to fall into whenever I visit your website. And if I ever get over to England, you know, you have a warehouse in Sussex, I think, right? Yes, that's correct. And we also have a permanent um, store on the fourth floor at Liberty in London. Right, right. So how did that come? I mean, that's a big deal. Liberty yeah, London a, is a big deal. That's the dream. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean, and it's such an iconic brand. So how did you end up getting space there? They, they emailed us. I mean, I have to say Liberty was one of our main inspirations when we set up Rockets St. George. Oh. Lucy and I had a few places where we were truly passionate about what they did and how much we loved um, what they did, what they do with interiors, and Liberty had to be probably top of our list. Oh. So it 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 was a dream come true when the email arrived, and uh, I think it was Lucy's inbox saying, "Would you be interested in um, 
a concession and we were, we were yes <laughs> it was didn't I don't think we paused for breath um Probably so not. we were absolutely thrilled uh, oh. it was it was a match made in heaven and a dream come true well, congratulations, because that that is a big deal. And um, I would love to go. I've never even been. I, I mean, I was. The la- no, because I haven't been to London and I haven't been over there to London. I don't know, in 25 more more than that years. And I've got to get back and and take a take a trip of all the fabulous design places there are in in your part of the world. Um, and speaking of collaborations or working with other companies or brands, Tell us a little bit about the paint collection that you curated for Craig and Rose, which is a, a paint company in the U- UK, for those of you who don't live there. They're actually um, based in Edinburgh in Scotland. In Scotland, um, okay. They're one of the oldest paint company manufacturers in the UK, and they make the most beautiful paint. Oh. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I know, because I've painted a lot of rooms I in my time. So they approached us and asked us whether we would um, create a collection for them. Um, and to be totally honest with you, Lucy and I were a little nervous because we, we're a little bit, we were, we're not now, but we are colourphobes. Oh, and really? we didn't use a huge amount of colour in both of our own homes. So this was a, at the beginning of a journey for us with yeah. colour because we really had to do in-depth research in colour, how it works, how it affects your mood, the history of colour. And it was a really, really enjoyable experience. And we Mm. both completely changed how we looked at colour. And it's actually what led to the book, um, Extraordinary Interiors in Colour, because as a result of all the work we did um, creating the, the paint range, it seemed an obvious I, I think our publishers were saying, would you like to do another book? Yes. We said, can we do it on colour? <laughs> it made perfect sense. Um, so so um, that's how that came about. So when when they asked you to curate it, what, what did that specifically involve? They gave you a bunch of colours and then you decided, you put together some colour palettes? They gave us a huge, <laughs> what's called the colour atlas. Oh. And it's pages and pages and pages. It's like a paint of paint charts, but they're huge. Um, so we decided to remove ourselves from that and start thinking about what we were influencing us at this time and travel. I think there were, um, we were traveling to Marrakesh a lot at that moment. So you, there's some quite clay, the pink's very clay-based. Um, the, there's a terracotta color, Emanuela, which is very earthy. And mm. you can see all the influences of what we were doing at that time in our collection. That is so, that is so great. So you decided to step away from the paint chips and go look for color elsewhere. And then what did you do? Come back and then go the back chips? to the paint chips yes. and, and try and match them into our collection. I because we had that. to use 20, choose 20 um, out of, oh, I don't know, thousands, oh thousands and thousands of options. But we're just about to do it again. So, Fine. Fine. Oh, <laughs> so it, but yeah, because, you know, you change and you develop and your tastes. Are, well, if you're anything like me, I'm quite I move all the time and I'm always <laughs> changing what I like. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I've got new colors in mind now and it's quite fun. So we'll be doing um, some new colors soon. That is, that is great. I can't wait to see them. And I think this is such good advice 
for anyone whenever they're picking out color is when you just look at the paint chip, you're, you're just looking at this, this little square of color that it has no context and it's not next to anything. It's not up against a window. I mean, unless you get a little sample can and then you can start painting some on your walls. But I think going out for inspiration first and then trying to find the colors that match that is so much easier. And, and then therefore it also gives you some context to understand how that color is going to work with your room. So I love that. I love that that's how you approached it. Yes. Well, that's what translates through to the book that we wrote because we speak a lot about how to take different um, seasonal colors and translate them into a a color design for your for your room or take inspiration from travel and that's a very tricky thing to do and make it work but we we guide you guide our readers quite carefully through that process yeah let, let, let's dive into that let, so so first of all give us a, a rundown on how you associate the five major color schemes with different moods or feelings that they evoke Oh, this is a trick. This is a science bit. <laughs> yeah, it's a science bit. I know. And I, but let me just say to everyone who's listening, I've read a lot of books on color theory and some of them are extremely dry. And this one was so much fun. So you made the science part oh, very Oh, thank goodness accessible. for that. Yeah. Because it, it, I read those... Um, textbooks as well and I was really concerned about um, being too technical and too boring but you cannot write a book about colour without including the colour wheel and the rules of the uh, rules of colour really not that mind you rules are made to be broken and we also talk about that but in the I think it's the first chapter we discuss the colour wheel Um, the colour wheel is all the colours on the spectrum And the simplest version of it is using the primary colors and then the colors between those are the two mixed together. Right. Once you understand sort of the color theory, you talk about five major color schemes, but, and they associate, you associate them with moods or feelings. So what, what are they? The the thing about when, once you learn how the color wheel works, it gives you confidence. You, you feel like you can work within the rules and you know the, right, these colors will work together. Mm. For example, there's the complementary colors. These are colors that are on the either side of the wheel. They're opposites. Mm-hmm. They're such as red and green, blue and orange. They are using the complementary colors you get a really strong, bold, maximum impact. So, for example, um, El Fen, which is a Riyadh in Marrakesh, which we photograph for our book, are brilliant at using complementary colours. They have bright blue walls with orange chairs, and it's spectacular. (laughs) Uh, They're brave and they're bold, and they do it really, really well. And if you want to do this, you can use your colour wheel and you can make sure those colors will work together yeah split complementary colors are the opposite color and then you take the two colors on either side this again is very very punchy but i would say make one the lead and use the other two to accent the main lead color right right so one is primary in usage and then the other two are complementary yeah 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 and i would say the same for triadic color which is the three colors that meet at an equal point mm-hmm. so they 
um, I would say, again, they will always work together using your wheel. They will yeah. always look right. It, sometimes you get the three colours together, and I've done it, and I think, that's never going to work. But they do. <laughs> trust me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's a monochromatic scheme, which is where you pick one colour. This is the, probably the easiest one to do. And it's it's kind of it's safe, but it it really works. Um, you pick one color, and then you pick shades of that color. Mm-hmm. So in the book, there's this wonderful home called the Tram Shed, and they have it's full to bursting with plants oh. in all different shades of green. He has the most amazing green velvet sofas. His kitchen's um, vintage, and it's all painted in another shade of green. So it's an ocean of different shades of green, and it just feels so alive. Mm. And that's a perfect example of a monochromatic colour scheme. Right, not to be confused with... Um, Black and white. And all white. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yes, yes. It can be any colour, but all, all of the shades of that colour, right. No, I I understand that most people don't want to use primary colours in their interiors because they're very bold, they're very childish, and it's perhaps not for everyone. So what we have also included in, in the book is a colour wheel of, of the shades. So you've got all the shades of red from very, very pale pink to very deep, deep, deep burgundies. Mm. And you can still apply all the rules in all the different shades. So this is quite a big wheel, um, which becomes lighter in the middle and darker on the outside. So you can use that to choose your your colour scheme. So although this is very scientific, and I'm not going to do any more, I've tried to keep it as as simple as possible. (laughs) It, it It is quite simple. We put it together in a very clear way to understand and it will give you confidence it really really does I love that about it it gives you confidence and I do think that this the shades the the range of shades that you talk about that gets you away from just using primary colors to me that's where the subtlety and and depth is of, of using color so I I really appreciate that you include that as well and I think you're right having this kind of a guide does give you confidence because it's not saying there's a right way or a wrong way. It's just saying, look, this is what's going to happen when you put three colors together. Let's say they're tertiary. And th- how does that make you feel? Does that feel good to you? You know, um, so so it's, it's a great chapter. And like I said, it, it's very accessible. And I really appreciate that. Um, one of your other parts, I think this is in toward the beginning of your book. It was so fun taking this trip down memory lane where you give us a brief description of color through the decades. Um, and I would say that most of the homes and hotels you feature in the book have, have mixed together at least two decades in terms of color style. I'm sure the choice of color palettes helps make these places feel cohesive, but can you explain how? Oh, there's such variety of homes in the in the book. Um, but I agree. I agree. They they have mixed. Um, there's a lot of vintage and modern mix in there. Yeah. Um, I think the reason why it's so con- cohesive is because every single owner of all the, these beautiful homes have been true to themselves mm-hmm. in choosing their colours. Mm-hmm. It's their unique personality that they've added to their designs. They've broken a few rules. They've they've used all the rules, but then they've 
twisted it and taken it into their own world. Mm. For example, Wendy Morrison, who is um, has the spectacular house, which is packed full of pattern and colour. It's really maximalist. Yes, and I, I want to just interrupt you for one second, just to say that Wendy was actually on Style Matters, and I was oh, so fantastic. Thr- yes, I was so thrilled to see her in your book. So um, she is a beautiful designer of rugs that are out of this world, like nothing you've ever seen. So she is a perfect fit for your book. But I, I wanted to say that when I was talking with her and when we were sharing photos, she never showed me her home. So I was so happy to see it. So I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but tell no, us about Wendy. No, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about um, Wendy's home. Oh, it's incredible. She mixes incredible colors, so many different patterns, but it doesn't feel overwhelming Mm. she has a incredible talent of picking a key color to run through for example there's one picture in the book of her sitting room and she's got a bright green vase on her coffee table Mm. and then she has a picture of Frida Kahlo um, I think it was the cover of Vogue where there's a bright green background on it and then she has a bright green cushion on the sofa so all with flowers all over it so although these three things are very very intense they tie together and sort of calm everything down because it feels like it's running through the design and then the wallpaper will always have a little bit of green in too so she has that thread that ties everything together and makes it feel right I suppose is the best way to to use (laughs) it feels right well what you're talking about is trusting your own instinct and and just really knowing what you love and I, I talk about that over and over again in the podcast and um, on the retreats that I run, but I think it's a really hard thing for people to believe. I think that they're still saying, yeah, okay, I'm going to trust my gut, but I'm no professional. I'm no artist. I, I, you know, I, there must be rules that I, I should be applying. And I just can't say enough about how what you just said, your answer as to how do you make it cohesive, everyone was true to themselves. I, I, that is that is just, it, it's so powerful. We'll be back after a quick break. I assume you're here because you want a one-of-a-kind, personality-filled home, right? Well, in order to have that, you need to define and develop your signature style. When you do that, you're going to understand how to mix what you already have with new things you find, focusing on who you are and what you love, putting it all together in a cohesive way. So what's stopping you? Well, let me know if this sounds about right. Not enough time, not enough money, and a lack of creativity or design knowledge, which makes you feel overwhelmed and insecure about pulling the trigger and changing things up. This is why I created the Slow Style Society, to help you take action on making your dream home a reality. It's part social club for people who like to just geek out on design and part hands-on learning experience where you get better and better at making decor decisions for each room in your home. And for the next few weeks, I'm offering all new members an additional one-on-one style session with yours truly. So I'll take you through the lessons so you know exactly what to focus on inside the Slow Style Framework 
in what order, and you'll have a personalized support system from me to get you there. Go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society so we can get started right away. Let's not wait for that imaginary perfect time to create your beautiful, meaningful home. Again, go to slowstylehome.com and click on Join the Society. Okay, back to the episode. What I always say to people is everyone dresses themselves. We all dress how we want to look. And we, we do it confidently or we do it how we feel comfortable. We all look at interiors magazines, we look at Instagram, and we can admire other interiors or other outfits. Right. But if we were to put them on, we'd feel odd. We, I mean, there was, you, you know, yeah. Yeah. I can admire a fantastic ball gown, but if I was to wear that, I'm not sure how comfortable I would feel. Right. So I think the same instead of right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. That's not me. I'm not a ball gown kind of girl. But I do love dresses. But I like more bohemian dresses, or I do like a suit. I like to dress Mm -hmm. in, you know, really nice smart blazer. But I'm a little bit more toned down. I'm not. Whereas Lucy is very glamorous dressing. She likes black (laughs) lace and um, big jewelry, and she's very rock and roll. So she and her home is in the book, and you can see that in her interiors. So I think that the best place to start is your wardrobe. Yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. I love that idea that we dress ourselves, we should be able to dress our homes too. Yeah. Um, You do talk a lot about nature in the book. And I know that in your own homes and in your shop, there's just so much nature inspiration. Can you give us one of your favorite examples of how you have brought nature in to your home as a a guide for a color palette or if there's an example from your book that you'd like to share well mother nature doesn't get it wrong does she she's 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 the best decorator there is I think (laughs) so she's she's the first place to go if you're having problems just you know any flower that where she's put colors together (laughs) um just copy her she's she knows she totally knows what she's doing um Lucy and I both, well, Lucy being a florist, she is very passionate about flowers mm-hmm. and her house is full of plants and always full of flowers. Um, I too, I've just cut a load of branches off a blossom tree so I can have blossom inside. We're both always bringing the outside in. Yeah. Um, I think the example in the book um, has to be Nicole um's Riyadh where... A lot of people have said to me, oh, there's no colour here. But it's the subtle colour where she, it's the colour in the wood or the colour in the metal or the colour in the clay tiles. And that's nature's colour coming through. And that, that is so beautiful. And that we've really tried to do that in the book is to give the most subtle example of colour together with the most maximalist colour, together with the most colour blocking. So all the homes show you something different that is what i loved about the book was the the diverse um, homes or sometimes it's i believe you have a hotel in there um they're all using color but they're doing it in very different ways so there is something for everyone to relate to inside this book i mean i they're all bold i i i think they're all daring you know they're all they're all no one no one in this book is saying oh please don't look at me 
um, they're saying this is who I am this is this is how I live and here here it is um, which which I just think is so inspirational um, and so brave they've all been really brave with their choices yes I have to, I'll be honest and say they're braver than I am <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was um i think with both books lucy and i both felt the same we um we'd go to all these incredible houses and we'd go home and go right i need to start again oh of course <laughs> i i want to wrap up with talking about how y- you both you and lucy both are obviously passionate about interiors and you do a great job of helping others find amazing one of a kind pieces through your shop and you offer ideas to them on how to incorporate everything from wallpaper to tiles to light fixtures. You now have two books on the subject. Why does all of this matter? What do you personally think that developing one's own unique style, what does that do for us in terms of our, our life experience? Oh, it's so, so important. Um, well, I'm British, so an Englishman's home is his castle, after all. Um, I think that your home is probably the most important place to make your sanctuary. I think Lucy and I both have families. We both are motherly. We both work at the same time. But when we get home, we want our home to make us feel relaxed. We want to, we want to have room for entertaining we, we want room for our children to have their friends. We, and we want the environment to feel calm, relaxed and happy. Mm. And I think that is so important in this day and age where there is so many issues with mental health and overpopulation. And so everybody is so living so quickly and so fast that there has to be somewhere in your world that is a place to relax and feel at home. I guess. You know, I I read something recently about how this newest generation of young adults, so the people that maybe have just graduated from college, there's a trend for them having dinner parties instead of going out, which I think is so wonderful. I mean, when I lived in New York, your your apartment is so tiny that that's one of the reasons you went out all the time. It was just hard to have people over. But I love this idea of figuring out how to make it work even in a tiny space where you are inviting people into your sanctuary, as you say, and uh, celebrating that. So, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. That's exactly what a home should be about. It should be about feeling happy and being with your loved ones. Mm. Well, Jane, thank you so much. This this was not an easy episode because the book is, I mean, you, you have got to get your hands on this book because the visuals are so amazing. I you know, This week when we air it, I will be doing some Instagram stories to show you bits and pieces from the book. But um, I really encourage you to pick it up and uh, listen to the episode while you're looking at the book. Because because I, I just, as you can hear in my voice, um, it, 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 there's a lot to dig into. Um, Jane, thank you so much for your time today. I'm so happy to have met you this way and have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for involving us. And I'm so pleased you love the book as much as we do. We're very, very proud of it. And it isn't that complicated, I promise. (laughs) We have tried to simplify it as much as possible. Yes, great job doing that for sure. 
Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the Little Yellow Couch newsletter so you can get your hands on my foundational worksheet all about creating your own style manifesto. It'll put you in the right mindset for any project you're about to tackle in your home. You can find it at littleyellowcouch.com. Have a great weekend and I'll be back in your earbuds next Monday. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.